Welcome to episode 26 of Behind the Mission, a show that sparks conversations with PsychArmor trusted partners and educational experts. My name is Dwayne France, and each week I'll be having conversations with podcast guests that will equip you with tools and resources to effectively engage with and support military service members, veterans, and their families. You can find the show on all the podcast players or by going to psychromer.org forward slash podcast. Thanks again for joining us on Behind the Mission. Our work and mission are supported by the generous partnerships and sponsors who also believe that education changes lives. This episode is brought to you by PsychArmor, the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military cultural content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners as well as custom training options for organizations. You can find more about PsychArmor at psycharmor.org. This week, I'm having a conversation with military spouse Elizabeth O'Brien, CEO of the Freedom Learning Group. Elizabeth is an accomplished high-energy leader with expertise in national partnerships, nonprofit relationship building, program development, and community engagement. Elizabeth currently serves as Chief Executive Officer and Board Member of Freedom Learning Group, an educational content and services provider powered by a global remote network of military spouses and veterans. Previously, Elizabeth served in significant leadership roles as a senior director of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce Foundation's Hiring Our Heroes and as chairwoman for the U.S. Small Business Administration's Advisory Committee on Veterans Business Affairs, the first military spouse named to the role. You can find out more about Elizabeth by taking a look at her bio in our show notes. Let's get into my conversation with her and come back afterwards to talk about some of the key points. As a military spouse, you're intimately familiar with some of the unique challenges that service members and their families face, especially regarding employment. I'd like to hear about your background going from being a basketball coach to your time at Hiring Our Heroes and now your role as CEO of Freedom Learning Group. Yeah. And I think it's important that we share that story because lots of people just assume that you just woke up in this position. And I, I think that I'm, I'm certainly an example of what so many military spouses and especially women have had to navigate for decades upon decades. Our, our studies around spouse employment go back to the early 80s. And I remember reading the first one printed on, you know, with that purple ink back in the day that would come off the Xerox machine. So it's been a topic for many years. And as you referenced, I was a college basketball coach, and that was certainly my dream growing up. I feel like I'm so lucky to to have lived my dream of what I wanted to be when I grew up and did that for well over a decade. But we went through a series of moves, about six moves in seven years for the Army. And I was fighting tooth and nail to stay in my industry, but it's not the easiest industry to stay, stay in, right? You have to hope that there is a university wherever you're moving and that they have a women's basketball program and that there's a job open. And so oftentimes I was taking whatever job was available in the university and so many military spouses. I'm not a unicorn. My pay was going down. It was decreasing. I was taking lower positions and finally made the decision that when we moved back from Germany to D.C., I needed to make a career change and I wasn't sure what it was. And I reached out to a friend who was then at Hiring Our Heroes and said, yes, totally normal question. Do you happen to know anyone at the Washington Wizards? I want to go work in their front office. And she said, I don't, but I have a coordinator position open at Hiring Our Heroes. And she told me about their mission and it was housed at the U.S. Chamber of Commerce and all the great work that they were doing. And I thought, this is really interesting, right? It's team mentality, working for the greater good, recruiting, putting people to work, you know, kind of all the things that when you peel layers back around coaching basketball, you find some crossover. And so at the age of 40, 
I went to Hiring Our Heroes. I I took the coordinator position, which at the time was the lowest paying job at Hiring Our Heroes. uh, And I reported to a 26-year-old. So it was a, a humbling experience. It was intentional. There was a lot of intentionality every time I went to work. I just have to be open-minded. I can't get caught up in the little pieces that I'm, I'm 40 years old and I've led college basketball programs and I have the lowest paying job and I'm reporting to a 26-year-old. And then was very fortunate to eventually take over the, the program and become the senior director at Hiring Our Heroes and did that for six years. And it really cemented my love for workforce development and building those public and private relationships that ultimately hold the keys to creating solutions in our local communities to put our population to work, be it military spouses or veterans. But over and over again, really saw that if we dove into the challenges that military spouses were facing to go to work, accessible, affordable childcare, pathways to employment, reskilling and upskilling, that the solutions we were creating for military spouses could also be replicated for Americans at large. And so there were some great learning lessons hidden there as well. You know, that's uh, there's a couple of things there. First is that last one is as the military goes, so goes our nation. This is maybe a, a closed system culture, but also diverse enough that what can work with the military affiliated population, we can then apply that. We see that in social services. We're seeing that with homelessness prevention. We're seeing that, I think, in suicide prevention, that if we can get some solutions around this unique, but again, diverse population. But then there's a couple of other things that, yes, the underemployment, but there's some other unique aspects of military life, such as the network coming back from Germany and someone who maybe you were stationed with or something like that, but then the adaptability of the military spouse, right? Again, going to Germany, my my wife and I, a year after we were married, we were stationed in Germany for three years. This adaptability that military spouses have and the network that military spouses have, these are things that can really be beneficial, just has to be done in a different way. Absolutely. And I wish that I had a brilliant story about my network that led me to hiring our heroes. But really what it came down to was seven years before we moved here, we were in Kansas and and we were living at Hogue Barracks, which was a teeny tiny hotel with two children. I was slowly losing my mind, as you can imagine. And a a great friend said, hey, I have a friend that lives on the other side. I'm going to connect you. And I went over and she gave my girls donuts and coffee every day for weeks on end. And she's eventually the woman that hired me at hiring our heroes. And who knew that? That, that connection of saying yes to uh, uh, a connection that someone offered to make years and years before. And it is true. I, I will tell you, I've never had a job opportunity or an interview opportunity that didn't come from part of my network somewhere. It was on me to win the job once I had my foot in the door, but that network is unbelievably powerful. And that's not just for spouses or veterans. It's for Americans at large. We have to build networks and how do we do that effectively in the time of COVID and and when folks are are more remote. And so how we've done that has certainly changed intentionally over the last year. But I think the transitory nature of the military is we have a lot more weak ties, right? This idea of weak ties, strong ties, and a lot more of the serendipitous employment comes out of sort of these weak tie connections or dormant connections that we've had. And military spouses have that, whether you served in a unit with somebody else who had served with someone else. I mean, those kind of things are critical 
You saw that at Hiring Our Heroes. I'm sure you see it at Freedom Learning Group. Absolutely. And Freedom Learning Group, you know, we are a remote organization. We were a visionary model created by our co-founders, Nathan and Stacy, who recognized a need for creating truly not just remote work opportunities, but flexible work opportunities. And we found over and over again, as we've been expanding our footprint and hiring more people, that the folks that already work, that are already connected to the veterans and military spouses are our greatest inroads into the community as we've grown and increased our footprint and have an opportunity to bring more folks into our ecosphere. But because they understand what the challenges are, right? They understand, and, and as you were talking about, and it's things are cliche for a reason, but my wife and I lived in 10 different places at three duty stations in the first 10 years of our marriage, one of those being overseas in, in Germany. And we had toddlers, right? You know, this whole idea of living in the temporary housing. And, and in that time, my wife was not working. And this was the late 90s and early 2000s. And like you said, it might have been there, but those opportunities weren't there for my wife as much as they are now for military spouses. That's right. 100%. And it's really interesting also. I had some time of intentional unemployment where I wanted to stay home with our, our kids for the three years that we were in Germany. And I did some side hustles and et cetera. But the network that I established there just from daily interactions really allowed me, especially going back to when I was at Hiring Our Heroes, to bring some of those folks in and hire them. So you just never know where those relationships are going to lead you, especially in for what I know for me was, it was a challenging time. I was watching my peers at home rise in the college basketball ranks. That competitiveness never goes away. And it turned out the relationships that I was making, specifically our, our time in Germany, were really powerful and really special. And so, and in, in definitely want to talk a little bit more about what Freedom Learning Group does, but really staying on this theme of the other thing, and, and probably even the main thing that Freedom Learning Group does, it intrigues me is really these two missions, providing educational content and services, but also empowering and harness skills of military spouses. And, and we've been talking about employment and underemployment. Um, the transitory nature takes a toll on military spouses. That kind of thing we were just talking about can make sort of a traditional nine to five brick and mortar job very challenging. And Freeding Learning Group was created really to be able to provide these opportunities to spouses of veterans. We were. And again, goes back to that vision that Nathan and Stacy had when they were in Germany. And I know due to their hard work that we've exploded, certainly beyond their wildest dreams. But it's really important that folks understand remote and flexible work are, are the keys to our success and not having to get on the metro and go into D.C. every day and perhaps giving me an extra hour, whether it's at work or getting my children off to school, whatever it is that's important to you. But folks need to realize that with that flexibility, it means it's flexible for everybody that works for us. So I might be sending emails at 3 p.m., but I may not be receiving that response until 11 p.m. because somebody's working on the East Coast. And so it requires a very unique atmosphere where the team is committed to the success of everybody and not just themselves. And so it's for us, we found what works is really empowering our small teams. So all our small teams have a, a project and then they work and build out what's right for that small team. It's been uh, fantastically successful because the leads of those projects are making the decisions around based on feedback from their team, what looks like, what time looks like, what responses look like, but ultimately we are still meeting every do out and deliverable that's requested by our client. Just know that with that flexibility, the leaders have to take on sometimes more than folks would realize. But also that flexibility allows military spouses who have certain expertise in a profession, 
right? So say someone's a lawyer, but then they PCS to another state where they haven't passed the bar yet. So there's a period of time or mental health professionals, right? I'm a clinical mental health professional. And so transitioning to another location where I have not yet, or, or maybe we're only going to be there for a short period of time and it wouldn't even be beneficial for me to pursue that. That Freeding Learning Group gives these spouses with technical expertise an opportunity to not have a gap in their resume. Yep. And my hope certainly is everybody that comes to us stays for as long as they possibly can. You know, I think it's amazing. We have an 86% retention rate and that's project-based work, right? So we have full-time employees, we have part-time employees, we have 1099s. So the fact that we have an 86% retention rate for project-based work, I think speaks tremendously to what you're talking about, flexibility and remote work. And I want to be clear, we have military spouses, we have veterans. We're going after projects and winning projects every day that are beyond our wildest dreams. We're building curriculum one day for how to operate cranes and another day building a, a textbook for chemistry. And so it runs the gamut really for publishing universities and corporate America. And basically, if somebody can dream it, we can go and build it because of the access to the, the pool of talent that we have. And I think one piece that most people don't realize is that we have our own internal last mile training. So we can take a chemist who has all this subject matter expertise and they come to us and we put them through several weeks of last mile training so that they truly understand and become an instructional designer so that they understand how to properly build that content or curriculum that the client's asking us for. And we're seeing over and over again where last mile training is really having a positive impact on, on putting Americans back to work in a condensed time frame. And we know that it's impacting us in a positive way because we're producing outstanding products for our clients. So I think all of those pieces together, the flexibility, the remote work, coupled with the last mile training is really what's helping us build an unbelievably powerful workforce. And so when you're referring to last mile training, you're talking about additional educational instruction that may not be met by traditional academic roles. Like, for example, I am a clinical mental health professional. They didn't teach us business, but a lot of mental health professionals are small business owners. So the That's kind right. of thing about accounting and, and marketing and all these other things or we don't talk a lot about suicide prevention in our clinical training. And so additional suicide prevention afterwards would be considered last mile training or additional training one would need after traditional academic education. That's right. And oftentimes you'll see companies that are hosting boot camps or last mile training, and they're doing that last mile training to then place those folks with other companies. We do the last mile training to keep them internal to us and help them on that career path. So they can go through instructional design. And then after you're with us for X amount of months and you're doing a great job, we'll then put you through last mile training to become a project manager. And we allow that career path to continue to grow under our umbrella. Uh, and that's also what contributes to our really high retention rate as well. And so, and this is the the other thing that I, I'm really interested about Freening Learning Group is you do provide educational coursework content, a, a wide range of things. You make videos and textbooks and, and everything in between. Digital technology has changed the way that educational content is delivered. I'm old enough to remember that Army correspondence courses were they would mail you a book, you would take the test and mail the book back, right? That's how this distance learning used to be. But upskilling, learning new things has fundamentally changed over the last 25 years and Freedom Learning Learning Group has really been in the forefront of that. We have. Um, and it's because as we've grown, we've seen opportunities to address gaps that uh, exist across America. And ultimately, in a time of need like uh, a pandemic where 5.4 million women lost jobs, how do we 
create a, a truncated timeline to make sure that folks have an opportunity to reskill or upskill or go through that last mile training and more quickly re-enter the workforce with all the tools that, that they need to get back on their feet and be contributing solid members of whatever workforce they're, they're going to. And so that's something that we take seriously at Freedom Learning Group. And we're really looking to other companies to start to model that as well. And you'd be surprised, you can embed last mile training pretty much in any organization or nonprofit as you look across the country, because we all have some great talents. So now how do we take those talents and help that workforce that we're building? In, in that idea of really cross-sector collaboration, as you said, you're working in the construction industry, you work in the educational industry, that educational content delivery is the bucket, but what is filled by the bucket is the expertise of your team. It is. And, you know, when you think about our workforce at large, and this goes back to my time at Hiring Our Heroes, where we were having discussions in communities around the country, we wanted to take military spouses if they were moving from California to Tampa and make sure that we were handing them off. And so if I was at a a company and I couldn't retain that person, there just didn't happen to be a job open for that specific skill set, then how do we reframe retention to mean let's keep this talent that folks have built within industry. So if I have a great finance background and I'm working for one of the great banks like USAA, and then I'm going down to Tampa and USAA doesn't have that job, but their friends at Capital One do, well, let's hand that person off and make that connection so that they stay within the industry, especially for military spouses, because we are most likely going to cycle back through one of those installations that we were already at. And so for us at Freedom Learning Group, take very seriously, we don't want people to lose their subject matter expertise if they're chemists or physicists or crane operators. And so we just want to give them an opportunity to stay within their industry and grow their skill set and continue to contribute so that their resume continues to grow. And they continue to build relationships. I think that's one of the great things about how we empower our small teams. We go out and win work. And if you're leading that work or you're the subject matter expertise, you're becoming our liaison with our client and customer. So you're also building your relationships outside of Freedom Learning Group. You know, that's really interesting. The idea of the support of a network of collaborative individuals as we move from passive resource offering, call us if you need us, that spouse moving from Houston to Tampa, for example, it would be on them to go reach out to Citibank or or Barclays or whatever. But in going from passive resource offering to active resource delivery, not as a handout, but just that bridge of support. That's right. And shouldn't we do that anyway on a daily basis, right? Someone's roaming through Colorado Springs that you met six years ago. They're probably going to shoot you a text or email and say, hey, you want to get a drink or a snack or or say hello? Absolutely. And so we should be doing that intentionally around work as well as as people are are moving. And I, I really think it's important also that spouses and veterans take it to heart that they need to reach back and bring that next person up. It's not enough to go on and for you to secure a job. And that's why at Freedom Learning Group, I think we are are so driven and so motivated because we are majority comprised of military spouses and veterans. And so we know every time we do well, every time we deliver a good product, that we're creating a pathway for us to bring on another military spouse or veteran and make sure that they have a path to economic mobility, which is really challenging for our families. No, that's absolutely right. If a network doesn't continue to grow, it ceases to be a network. Liz, this has been great. If people wanted to find out more about you, about Freedom Learning Group, how can they do that? 
Yep. Just head on over to freedomlearninggroup.com. If you're looking for job opportunities, click on our career page. If you want to learn more about remote work, we just uh, released a fantastic white paper for companies and employee and folks searching for work to, to learn more about how remote and flexible work can be done properly. And so there's a lot of resources on there as well. And we're really committed. If we're not the right place for you, although I'd love to hire everybody, oftentimes, you know, our, our recruiting team does such a fantastic job. If we don't have some Thing for you, we're going to get you connected to the right next organization or company. And so we, we take it very seriously that we're here to make a difference and do good by doing well for our community. Absolutely. Well, I, I wish you well on your mission and thank you for joining me on the show today. Oh, thank you for having me. Once again, we would like to thank this week's sponsor, PsychArmor. PsychArmor is the premier education and learning ecosystem specializing in military culture content. PsychArmor offers an online e-learning laboratory that's free to individual learners, as well as custom training options for organizations. One of the points that I would like to highlight is something that Liz said at the beginning of our conversation, people assuming that she just woke up in the position as CEO of Freedom Learning Group. As the old saying goes, it takes years to become an overnight success. For those who may be looking at veterans or military spouses who have achieved a high level of success in their chosen career field, it can seem somewhat daunting when we compare their success to where we are on our journey. As Liz described, she felt the same as a military spouse in Germany watching her colleagues in the coaching profession progress in their careers while she did not have the same opportunities, seeking one opportunity to get back into coaching that ended up at the lowest paying job at hiring our heroes. The road to success is never an easy one. As a friend and mentor of mine says, there's no shortcut to the top, only a shortcut to the middle. If we want to get to a place of success, it takes a lot of hard work and much disappointment. For veterans who may be listening, this isn't anything new. It takes a long time to get from lieutenant to full bird colonel or from private to sergeant major. Comparing our journey with someone else's journey without any context to what it took for them to get to where they are can be discouraging. We need to recognize that each journey is different and the destinations may not be the same. Liz did, in fact, wake up one morning in the position of chief executive officer, but it was after a whole lot of mornings waking up not in that position. I know it can be hard to hear, but if you work hard, work on developing the skills you need to get to where you want to go and rely on a strong support network, one day you'll get to where you want to go as well. The other point that I would like to make is related to that. Sometimes veterans don't realize that taking what can be considered a step back or a step down can be beneficial for veterans and military spouses. I'm not saying settle for less or to resign yourself to underemployment. I'm saying that an entry-level position into a company or career field that interests you can be much more beneficial than you think. As Liz mentioned in the episode, this takes a measure of humility, recognizing that you may need to swallow your pride and do the hard work that we were just talking about. However, experience in the military can lead to a much more rapid rise in the organization when compared to others who started about the same time. I describe it as a steep, short runway to a position where you feel engaged and satisfied. I once heard of a retired Army lieutenant colonel who took a position in the call center of a company in which the cohort that he started with was on average 15 years younger than him. Eight months later, however, he had been promoted to an operational role while most of his peers were still in the call center. Don't think of taking an entry-level position as stepping back. Think of it as a running start. And consider Liz's example. 
Had she not accepted the lowest paid position at Hiring Our Heroes, she wouldn't have been available for the opportunities that presented themselves to become a senior director and ultimately to be able to lead Freedom Learning Group as it provides more opportunities for military spouses and veterans to develop skills to engage in meaningful work. So as you're considering your next career move, it doesn't need to be lateral or a step up. If it's the right organization doing something you're passionate about, consider any position and then work as hard as you know how to do. As we're talking about military spouse employment, for this week's PsychArmor Resource of the Week, I'd like to highlight a PsychArmor course that Liz presents, The Job Search for Military Spouses. In this course, Liz shares a process for creating an effective job search strategy with the goal of finding meaningful employment in today's market. At the end of the course, you should be able to describe the types of preparations to make before starting a job search, determine which aspect of a job is most important to you, identify places to start your search, and list specific military spouse resources that can help you in your job search. You can find a link to the course in the show notes. So thanks for taking the time to listen to this episode. Make sure to take a look at the show notes, which you can find at psycharmor.org forward slash BTM26, as well as on the PsychArmor website. You will find the link to everything we talked about in today's show, as well as hundreds of online training videos delivered by nationally recognized subject matter experts who are committed to educating the civilian community about military culture. All of these courses are free to individual learners. Thank you for joining me on this episode and for continuing to join us on this journey. You wouldn't be listening if you didn't care, and it's that curiosity and passion for supporting service members and their families that we want to encourage and increase. Come back each week for another conversation, and make sure to engage with PsychArmor on social media to let us know what you think about the show. I'd like to express special thanks to Operation Encore and Navy Seahawk pilot Jerry Maniscalco for our theme song, Don't Kill the Messenger. This show was produced by Headspace and Timing, and all rights to the show remain reserved by PsychArmor. Feel free to share the show. In fact, we would like for you to do that, but make sure you let folks know where you heard it. Join us next time for another great episode, and until then, stay aware, get educated, and be well.